Stone Barrington closed his three suitcases and called down for Fred Flicker to fetch his luggage. Fred was quick. I'll have the car around in five minutes, Mr. Barrington, he said. Thank you, Fred. Fred hustled the three cases onto the elevator and disappeared. Stone turned to Anne Keaton, who was sitting on the end of his bed, fully dressed and ready to go to her job at the New York City campaign headquarters of Catherine Lee, the Democratic nominee for President of the United States. Anne was her deputy campaign manager. Are you crying because I'm leaving? Stone asked. I mean, you've known for weeks that I have to go to Paris for the opening of the new hotel, Larrington? No, she said, that's not why. I'll be back in two or three weeks, and you're going to be so busy with the campaign that you won't even notice that I'm gone. I'll notice, Anne said. I have something to tell you. Just a minute, Stone said. He buzzed his secretary, Joan Robertson. Ask Fred to pick up the bachetes, then come back for me, he said. Then he returned and sat next to Anne on the bed. All right, he said. Tell me. I'm crying because I won't be here when you get back, Anne said. This was news to Stone. And where will you be? In Washington. I don't understand. Kate said you could work out of New York. Kate changed her mind, Anne said. She wants me to work with Sam more closely. She wants us to meet every day, and Sam can't come to New York. Sam Merriweather, the senior senator from Georgia, was Kate Lee's campaign manager. And this is until the election? Stone asked, hopefully. Only if Kate isn't elected, Anne said. We've talked about what happens if she gets elected, I'll be heading up the search operation for administration appointees while remaining her chief of staff. And after the inauguration, as the president's chief of staff, you'll be the second most powerful person in the world? That's what everybody says, Anne said. Then she renewed her crying. Anne, I can understand that if you have to choose between being with me and being the second most powerful person in the world, why you might not choose me. And I hate that about myself, she sobbed. Why do I want that above personal happiness? Because you'd be doing it for your country, Stone said. And, of course, because you'd be the second most powerful person in the world. Do you hate me? Anne asked. Of course not. I love you. But you're not in love with me. Not anymore. That's a self-defense mechanism, Stone said. I know I can't have you, so I can't be in love. I can understand that, she said. Everybody's got to protect himself. Still, I wish you were the one crying. I hardly ever cry, Stone said. You should try it sometime. It's good for you. I'll have to take your word for it. He got up, took her hand, and pulled her to her feet. Come on, let's go down. I have to pick up my briefcase from Joan. They took the elevator down to his office, where his briefcase stood open on his desk, with Joan standing guard. 
I got you 10,000 euros, she said. If you need more, you can just use your ATM card. The bank says it works in Europe. I'll keep that in mind, Stone said. But I don't see how I can spend 10,000 euros in two or three weeks. You'll find a way, Joan said, with a confidence born of keeping him in cash. Is the car out front? Yes, everything's ready. Come on, I'll drop you at your office, he said to Anne. No, she said. I want to walk, get some fresh air, and get over feeling sorry for myself, and that will take a few minutes. She walked him out to the car, where Fred already had the rear door open. He kissed Anne goodbye, got in, and kissed Viv Bichetti on the cheek. Fred closed the door and got behind the wheel. Where's Dino? he asked. Her husband, the newly minted commissioner of police for New York, was coming to Paris with them, where he was attending a conference of high-ranking police officials from Europe and the United States. They were taking the Gulfstream 650 jet belonging to Strategic Services, Viv's employer and the world's second-largest security company. She was to oversee the security staff at the new hotel until things were running smoothly. He's coming in his car, she said, or rather his motorcade. He had to pick up the L.A. chief of police and the Boston commissioner. The only way the mayor would let Dino ride in a corporate jet was if the other two guys came along too, and Mike Freeman was okay with that. It's a motorcade because those guys are each traveling with two of their own detectives. Freeman was the CEO of Strategic Services. Okay, let's go, Fred.